Hey, Cowboy Junction, today is a very uh, wonderful day, the baptisms, but we have a family member that's here today that has come in to give us an update on something that we've invested our time, our energy, our finances in, our prayers, our faith in, and Casey O'Connor and his wife, Brandy, are an incredible people to us because they are missionaries to Africa, but they are also a part of a deep-rooted group of people that started in a Camp Crossfire scenario and through different relationships that, that Casey is in when he was in Portales and we, he just became family. And some people would ask, how's a cowboy church do missionary work in Africa? And it's, we didn't pick Africa. It wasn't like we had a dart and we spun the globe and whatever it landed on, that was where we were going to go. We didn't do that. The fact is, is that we believe that God speaks to people and that people get assignments and that assignments are very strategic and we can be a part of a God assignment through a person that we have a relationship with. And our relationship goes a long, long ways back. But I want to show you for those who don't know Casey and his wife, Brandy, and uh, if you don't know what they do, um, Heather and I have got to see it firsthand, but we want to show you real quick what Casey and Brandy do in Africa. Hello, we are the O'Connors. My name is Casey. I'm Brandy. My name is River. My name is Abby. Man, we are pumped to be here. See behind me, the, the well drilling rig has just arrived.
the house. And um, <laughs> he, uh, we have had a blast watching this guy grow his family and serve the Lord. And, and it's really special for a church to have such close relationships with someone. But I went, many years ago, I told Heather, um, I, I had a, I was just thinking in the middle of the night and the Lord just impressed. You can't ask people to go to Africa if you don't go. And you can't ask people to support what Casey's doing if you don't support him. And so I woke up the next morning and told Heather, I'm going to Africa. And um, it, it was so amazing. She went the next year with Ann Lynn and Tyler Cox and, and uh, Sheila Babb. And they had just, it's, it's an amazing trip, but it's an eye opener. And Casey, Casey, listen, you're doing a big work up there, but you've really stepped out in faith and have done something that is really remarkable. Can you tell us a little bit about the base camp you were at and the base camp you're building now? Yeah, yeah. Good morning. Um, God is good, and amen, and all the time. All you're, right. you're such yeah. church people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, um, yes. Yeah, so where where we were in Zambia? That's where we live, Zambia, Africa, and where Pastor Ty and Pastor Heather have been. We're in Livingston, and and we lived there and served there for many years. And then the last uh, about three years ago, we shifted to the northwest province of Zambia. And that's a, a two-day drive, the shortcut route, or a three-day drive around to, to get to where we, where we now are. And just to give you a, a kind of a, a quick flyover, and then I'll zoom in to, to where, where we are and what we're doing, what you've seen on the video. Um, we, in, in the country of Zambia, we honor the chiefs mm-hmm. um, and the, the local tribal, tribal leadership. Um, so, so we are focused on the remote places, the, the lost people groups of the world, places that are hard to get to, the 4x4 four four vehicles, you know, count the cost and do what it takes to get there. Um, so as we were doing that, to go to the remote villages, then we honor the leadership that is there, and that's the chiefs or the royal highnesses. So through that, we've built relationships with them. Um, and now there, there are 288 chiefs in the nation of Zambia. And we've, as a ministry, the ministry I work with, Overland Missions, have been blessed to, to um, have relationship with at least 250. And then we've trained a chaplain. Um, it's like a, like a prophet in the Old Testament to a king. So a chaplain to a chief, a man or woman of God, to be in the, in the palace with the chief, which has been amazing. And now that's opened doors into many, many chiefdoms. Um, and so... The chief that I that I serve with um, and work with, his name is Chief Ashima. So he came to our to my leadership and said, "I, I want to give you guys property, so you come and build a, a mission base here." Um, and so he gave the ministry 1,200 acres of land um, on the Zambezi River, absolutely beautiful. Um, and then my wife and I were asked to take take over that project and to build a mission base. And 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 the mission base is just part of it to live so that we can do ministry, amen, and get out to these remote areas that we live in. And then from there, there's eight chiefdoms in our surrounding area. That's kind of our, our immediate focus. And then um, we're, we're branching into Angola, which is the next country over. The tribes that we work with are the Lunda and the Luvale. And, and they were in the, in the whole area way before there were countries and borders, you know. So, so they're in Zambia where we are and in Angola. And God's opened some, some massive doors to get in there. On the video, you saw the, 
um, the vehicle and camp trailer across that bridge. That was a bridge? That was a bridge. I that thought was it was a, a fallen log. We had to, first we walked it and we had to nail down 20 nails that were sticking up this high. And it was with Phil, that was his rig. And, and then I was guided him across and then I pulled across and other vehicles. But that was crazy. Just the, the remoteness of it. But there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that, that are hungry um, for the word of the Lord. And, and we're seeing God do ma- mighty things in the area. I'm proud of this guy. Um, okay, so let me tell you the history here, okay? These were teenage kids in Portales, and there was a good group of these teenage friends. They were all going to high school together, got plugged into Camp Crossfire through rodeo communication or relationships that we had. Holy Spirit is speaking to these kids to take their relationship deeper in the Lord, and they did. They all felt called to mission work. Along comes this organization that we have worked hand in hand with called Overland Mission. It is one of the most first rate, first class mission organization you can work with. Phil Smethurst, who leads this, who is, he's South African, right? Yes. Yeah. And, um, and he, this guy has all kinds of military training and different stuff. And he's used that to like help with first responders and, and AMT stuff. What's AMT? AMT is called Advanced Mission Training, a three-month mission training course that, that if you're interested in missions, it's a, you know, come and check it out for three months and then you know if you're, if you're like to stay, take the next step of full-time mission work. Um, and in that is all of that, you know, kind of military experience and there's EMT training, there's biblical courses, there's leadership material, everything that you're needed for a for an assignment in a remote location. It's like how to do operation on somebody in the middle of Africa and all you have is a contact lens, a sewing <laughs> needle and and human hair. <laughs> Use what you have. Use what you have. And you think I'm joking. We I on my trip, we this guy comes around the corner that had been in a bar fight and got his finger bit three months ago. And, and we literally made a place in the sand, operated on his finger and removed his finger right there. Yeah. Your, sa- your, your pastor has saved people's lives. It's true. Yes. That was a wild me, trip. You can call me Dr. Ty. Yes. And another, yes. another gentleman on that trip, a Zambian, Playing soccer, he broke his femur. Broke his femur. And we, Young we guy. pulled traction, and then we got him to, to the next, the nearest town, um, and then kind of dropped him off with the doctors. <laughs> and, and we are literally eight hours away from a hospital in the middle of no, nowhere. And his little wife, like, she's now got to go take care of her husband, but the hospital doesn't serve food, so we had to gather up chickens and no joke, had to gather up chickens and all kinds of different stuff to put on the bus with her so that she could cook for her husband when she got to the hospital. Y'all, you need to go to Africa, okay? I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It'll be so incredible. So the reason why Casey's up here is because he's raising support. And maybe you've never been a part of supporting a missionary. It's wonderful. It's exciting. You get to play a part of a big deal. At the same time, you get to know what he does. And can I turn to you and tell you, I don't know if you don't need to start praying about what you're going to do this summer. Can you imagine if you were to be in Africa for two weeks, ministering, teaching, serving the people in Zambia, and Casey would love to take you there. 
Okay, so tell me what you, what do you need? What do you need from Cowboy Junction? Yeah, yeah, and um, real quick before I touch on that, okay. I just want to share something quick that was on my heart in the first message, and I want to encourage you guys, amen? amen, because oftentimes it's easy to stand here as a missionary with the lights and everything, and and but guys, that's that's not what it's about. You're what it's about. And what I mean is that if you've given your life to Jesus, you're born again, you're a new creation, and, and therefore, in, in my book, you're a missionary. The, the word, actual word missionary is not in the Bible, but there is a word that says that you're a minister of reconciliation. So the moment that you are a Christian and become born again, then you, you step out in that faith, and that exact moment, God says, now I can use you to be a minister wherever you are. Amen? So that means... That there's a lot of missionaries in here. If you're a missionary, raise your hand. If you're if you're a Christian, you are a missionary. Amen. So that's that's what the word teaches, and I just have to share that with you because to me that's what's important. It's not it's not about us. It's not what we're doing in Zambia. It's what is the body of Christ doing? Amen. What what calling is upon your life and your heart? You know, we saw three baptisms now, and, and God has a plan and a purpose for each one of those young ladies yeah. and for every single one of you. Amen. So I just want to encourage you in that because that is God's plan and his purpose. Amen. And then he unites the, the body, the family of Christ to, to work together to say, what, what do you guys need? What's going on? How can we be a part of that? What, what ministries are in this um, room right now, what is God birthing within you to step out in faith and do? Amen. Mm. And then he will breathe on it. And, and if it's of him, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be top level. It's going to be powerful. Amen. Lives will be changed. Radical things will happen. So I just want to encourage all of you in here um, in that. Amen. Um, and then, so, so going on a trip, if you're interested in that, come on. You can go for two weeks to many nations. Um, you can come to us. We have one trip in the end of July into August um, coming straight to us. But Overland Missions has 30 to 40 trips going Southeast Asia, Africa, Brazil, all over the place. Um, and, then, and then, guys, some things we're believing for is to, to grow our partnership team. Um, that's a monthly partnership team, but I don't, I, I think of it as an actual partnership, like how I've known Pastor Ty and Pastor Heather for 15 to 20 years, um, and we've, we've done life together and, and done things together, and, and so that's partnership in, in how we advance the kingdom, so... So monthly partnership is one thing, and then funding um, projects. We're, we're building a lot. You can see some of it have a lot of other building projects going on. Um, so any one of those three to go to, to, to send us or to put a, go into a project, um, outside there's a table with a sign-up sheet. And, and I, I really value this. I have, there's cards out there and, and stuff, so you can grab that. But, like, I value one-on-one time, relationship. Let's get coffee and, like, hear your heart and your story and what God's doing in your life. And we'll share more about what's going on in Zambia. So if you're interested in any of those, please sign up. And we're here for one week, and we'll, we'll go have coffee. We'll hang out um, and, and see what God's doing in, in Hobbs and Lovington and your life and your area and share what he's doing in the, in the country of Zambia. This is an amazing family. And... They are good soil. And I'd like to give you my personal um, thumbs up on these guys. 
Maybe God has blessed you and you've been looking for a way to be a blessing, okay? You've received so much and now you would like to do so much. This is Casey and he's in Africa and he is a byproduct of what God has done in our church and he is good soil. These cards are located at his desk and you can QR code it and check out. I want to show you his website. Get your phone out if you're interested. Get your phone out. You can find out more information about them. Here's his website up here. And um, we're going to pray for him and he's going to pray for us. Does that sound fair? (laughs) Okay, good. Here we go. And Lynn said yes. And that's all I need. Okay. Everybody stand to your feet. Everybody stand to your feet. Now, listen, you don't know. You don't know what you're doing right now, but God does. You don't know what you're releasing that's going to actually come back and be a blessing in your life. So we're going to pray over him, and then he's going to pray over us. So here we go. You ready? Father God, today, Cowboy Junction Church family prays over this incredible son of the Most High God. And we pray over Casey and Brandy and the kids and the work that you are doing in them. Father, I pray that you go before them and that you also be their rear guard. I pray, Heavenly Father, that doors would open and that they would continue to do the work that you have called them to do. Father, I pray that you would equip Cowboy Junction with the encouragement and support, whatever whatever we need to be as a, as a church to be behind this incredible work that you're doing in the O'Connors. Father, I bless him. With the spirit of the living God, I pray a blessing upon him. Holy Spirit, fill Casey, use him, bless those kids. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. You guys, just stay where you're at. I Just lift your hands to the Lord right now if you feel led. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor Ty, Pastor Heather, this leadership team of this church, Lord. And and I I thank you for every person in a seat right now that is standing there, that is online. Lord, I pray that that you stir them up by your Holy Spirit, that you're you're moving even right now as as we're in this beautiful building. But, but Lord, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you, if you believe in the name of Jesus, he dwells within you. So, Holy Spirit, stir us up yes. and remind us of who we are, who you say that we are, what our identity is, and the call of God upon our lives, which is to do great and mighty things, whether it's in the, in the workforce, in, in ministry, in doing both, whatever it might be, Lord, we know that you have a great and a mighty plan for every person in here. Mm. I pray... Holy Spirit, that you would remind everybody in here who they are (laughs) and what they are to do, what they are to do, that your word says that they are a minister of reconciliation. Therefore, they can go to somebody in their their career field, um, wherever they might be, and they can share you, Jesus, with them, and that you would move through them in power, in power, Lord, that you would move through them. I thank you, Father, for this, for this congregation that you, that that what, is, what has happened until now has been great, 
and mighty and beautiful, but it is nothing yet, Lord. You, you have such great and mighty plans for this, for this church because you're raising up an army, and I'm looking out upon an army right now in the name of Jesus. And those that will step for, forward and say, Lord, here I am, use me. They're going to do great things and mighty things and come alongside the, the leadership team. And, and, Lord, I just thank you that you're strengthening this church to the, to the strongest it's ever been and that you're putting vision and ideas and creativity within it, Father, to see your kingdom come and be manifest in Lee County, in Hobbs, in Lovington. So, Lord, we give you this day and this time, and we honor you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can you give Casey a great big round of applause? So cool. Thanks, buddy. All right, you may be seated. Don't worry. I was fully prepared for all the stuff we got going on today. But I do want to take just 10, 10, 12 minutes and talk to you. I thought today would be a great day for us to do something we haven't done in a while. We need to have a family conversation. And the family conversation is really easy. And I want you to picture it like this. Imagine if the big brother just kind of sends out an email to everybody and says, hey, let's make sure we all get together because we need to talk about something. And the something we need to talk about is we're pretty blessed to be in this family God's given us. Um, imagine if you're that invited guest that got to spend the night last night with a family that had this big family meeting and you feel awkward because you're, you're, part, you're just here by invite. But the person who invited you turns and says, no, 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 this is cool. You're gonna love this. This is how our family works. And you get to sit and be a part of a conversation of a family that's healthy, and strong. And, and today I get to play the big brother role. And there's a few things that I want to remind you about this family that's called Cowboy Junction Church. So many years ago, I was discipled by a man who was a very successful man through the book of Malachi. And the book of Malachi became such an instrumental part of the man that I am today. And this man, his name was Mike, set me down and taught me from the book of Malachi. If you have your Bibles, go to the book of Malachi. It's basically find Matthew and just go backwards. It's the last book of the Old Testament. And it's this mysterious man known as Malachi. He, no one really knows who he is. We don't see him anywhere else in the Bible. But he brings a powerful word. Now, this word he brings, and let me just get your attention. I'm not going to go long. It's both encouragement and rebuke, which honestly is good for the soul. It's encouraging, and it's also a reminder of how we might have slipped a little bit. In Malachi chapter 1, it starts off like this, and I want you to look at these words. It says, the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. Now, think about the, that opening for a minute. What I have to tell you, Malachi is saying, is both a blessing and a burden. It's going to be necessary to hear, and it's also going to be hard to hear as well. And he speaks for the Lord, and he says these words, I have loved you. I have loved you, says the Lord. And the very next sentence is from Israel. This is the response from Israel when they hear God say, I have loved you. 
And this kind of shows you the temperament and the attitude of the people. They turn to God and say, in what way have you loved us? I remember when Mike had us lean into this moment. And he said this very important thing that I want you to guys get to get as well. If you don't know how much God loves you, it's going to be impossible for you to progress and mature in your faith in God. Think about it for a minute. Unless you believe that you are God's favorite, unless someone turns to you and says, who do you think God's favorite is? And your answer is anything other than me. I'm God's favorite. And let me just tell you guys, you're second because I'm his first love. Okay? And it has been one of these things that has kept me where I'm supposed to be doing what God's called me to, to do. Ever since I was a young teenage boy and got in my heart, if he didn't do anything that he did for anybody else, he would have done it for me alone. You need to accept that. Can I be the big brother that pulls the family in? And if you're a guest here today, I'm so glad you're here. You get to have a family conversation with us. But I want you to know, we hope you join the family someday. Not the Cowboy Junction family, the family of God. But I'm glad you're here. But can I turn to all the family members that you know Jesus, you love Jesus, you've accepted him as your savior. You're following him, you're serving him. There has to be a point that you can honestly say, God loves me. And I am loved and I am God's favorite. There's going to be seasons in your life. There's probably things right now that you're 80% there. But there's this 20% stuff going on that you're like wondering and you've got to stop. And you've got to pause. That if he didn't do anything else for us than what he's done so, so far, he, he's done everything. And you are his favorite. And he's not done yet in your life. The reason why this is so important is because we see that something amazing comes out of somebody who finally realizes God loves them. They start honoring their father. Not, not their human father, that, that happens. But when we finally realize how much God loves us, it's so much easier for us to love our God back. God even brings it up. He says this, he says, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence, says the Lord of hosts. And, and this is a very important pause we have to take in that Mike, my mentor, would turn to us and say, do you know you, you're loved by God? And we go, yes. What do we do? Well, we love God. And, and then he would turn and go, we love God by honoring God. And that is what I want to lean at you to lean into today. The byproduct of the moment that you finally realize God loves you, there is a sense of how can I love my father back that comes out of you. And that's what I want you to stir up inside of you. You are loved. But now it's time for us to love. And yes, we're going to get to love people. But can I turn to tell you that before anything else, we should honor our Father in heaven. We should honor our Father in heaven with our words, 
We should honor our Father in heaven with our thoughts. We should honor our Father in heaven with our actions. We should be a sweet-smelling fragrance, not perfect, but simply holy in the fact that we can approach our God with the honor he deserves because we first realized that he loved us when we weren't very lovable. There's a tradition that Mike started in my life, and he did it all the time. And he would just simply turn and he would say, pick a number between one and 10. And everybody would pick two and seven and 10 and all this different stuff, but the number was always one. It, it, it was pretty cool when you had to flip for who got the ball in basketball. And Mike would go, okay, pick a number between one and 10. And the guys wouldn't know the drill and they would pick a seven and I'd go, it's one. And he goes, okay, Bean, you get the ball. And it, so from time to time, it would be really advantageous. But what Mike was trying to teach us, in fact, sometimes it got corny and it got boring. It's like the number's always one, Mike. We know the number's always not, always one. Pick a number between one and 10. It's one. And Mike would always remind us, the reason why I want you to never forget one is because we know that we always give God our best. Pick a number between one and 10. Pick a number between one and 10. And the reason why I want you to pick, always pick number one is because it reminds us we always pick God our best. Give, we always give God our best. And we always give God our best because God always gave us his best. And when we can give God our best, we've stepped into the honoring of our Father in the way that he deserves. Now, this is a part of Malachi that continues on, that a big responsibility then is put on the leadership. Because in this family of God, God specifically turns to certain people and says, I need you to be a leader. I need you to be a leader. I need you to be a leader. And that's one of the roles and responsibilities I have. In the Old Testament, they called them priests. And he turns to the priests and he says, you guys really messed up more than anybody else. And the priests say, how did we mess up? And God turns to the priest and says, you have allowed things that shouldn't have been allowed. And you didn't correct things that should have been corrected. And you didn't course correct the people in the direction they should have gone. And as leaders, you have got to constantly put in front of the people, we honor God with our very best. There's a few things that he pointed out. He said, notice how you've been bringing in all kinds of crazy offerings, okay? Got offerings? Your offerings that you bring in are defiled, which means you're bringing in things that you wouldn't even present to somebody who you respect. And yet you're bringing these things to your God. He says, how about the contemptible things? The things that, that, that you do that is uncalled for because you think God can't see it. You think nobody knows, nobody sees, and yet God does. And he even brings up your intentions. Now, intentions is a very interesting thing because surely we, we're not being judged by our intentions. But every day do you see we can be people who do even the right thing the wrong way. 
We showed up at church, but we didn't give God our very best. We, we, we worshiped, we sang the song, but did we actually worship? This is a heavy conversation about the things that we present to God, the things that we do for God, and the, even the intentions we have. And as a big brother here today, I think it's good that we have this little moment to have this little 10, 20 minute talk. You are constantly being viewed by your God in heaven who loves you way beyond what any of us deserve. And nothing is a secret to him. And I wanna call this family to attention and ask you a very important question. Are you honoring God with your very best? And if not, we gotta make some changes. We've gotta make some changes to the thoughts we think. And we've gotta make some changes to the actions that we think nobody sees. And we have got to put love back into our heart because love is what rescued us. Love rescued me, love rescued me. When nothing else would help, it was love that rescued me. And we have got to shift this little penny ante pathetic little stuff that we keep getting mad about and taking our sucker and throwing it in the dirt and kicking the ground and acting like children when God is trying to mature us. Because you get a choice, pick a number between one and 10. And if it's one, we have always got to remember that we give God our best. And when we give God our best, it's because he gave us his best. And we love God, we love people, and there's no limits to what we can do. But honestly, truly, in this family conversation, I thought it would be an awesome time to remind us that God deserves our best. For all the online campus here today, I'm glad you joined us. Let me especially talk to you because I've really been praying for you guys. You're amazing people. You're, you're, we're, we're so glad you're here. Don't you love our online campus? Aren't they amazing people? You're so awesome. But there's a special danger just being an online person. Nothing wrong with it. We love it. That's why we do this. But the dangerous thing is, is that you can just have a click and play relationship with Jesus. Ooh, it can be us too. We have to be very careful, church, that we are, are we a consumer or are we a contributor? Ooh. And if all we're going to be is an entertain me, entertain me, entertain me, make me dance type of consumer in this world, that's not the family of God. Our attitude should be, where do you want me? 
So let's do something fun real quick. We've never done this before online campus. I'd like to show you the behind scenes that you don't realize. And it's going to break you out of the mold. And it's not a podcast anymore. It's actually a living experience. This is all that takes place. This is the people that make life happen. This is an online campus uh, camera. This is the sound crew. Wave at them, sound crew. How you doing? Okay, let's do something. Okay, running this, run the soundboard, Trini. Uh, will you, will you make, make something happen uh, with the, with there you go. See, okay, good job. Okay, all right. See, now turn me on. Okay, okay. I just wanted to show you guys online. We're not magically appearing on your computer screen right now. There's an army of people. And you get to see me. Let me show you. You get to see me because of people who are in the, 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 uh, the video crew. Go, go to the video. Show, show, them, show them. This is actually the team that makes it possible. Jerry, there's Mayhan back there. There you go. Jeremy Mayhan, Amber, the crew. They're making everything happen. And the reason why I want to show you this, the reason why I want to show you guys this, is because you can just get on your computer, hit play at the end, get off, and you're done. And the reality is, you're a part of a family too. I don't want you to go through life with a podcast faith. I want you to lean into the fact that you are truly a part of the family of God and we honor God with our very best. It means that we may get to sit at home with our pajamas on watching TV or we can prepare our hearts before we mash play. And we can continue our hearts and as we live our life. But God is watching. And as the big brother in this house, I want to set in front of you the challenge. We're either going to be consumers or we're going to be contributors in this family. Is this okay to say? Okay. It's never fun to be a part of, it's never fun to be a part of a family. Yeah, it's never been fun being a fart either. But I am tongue-tied today. Heather's already left. Oh my gosh, she's gone. Okay. If you ever had a mom and dad that owned a business, you knew that your mom and dad would work people and they would get paid. But you were family which means you work the business for free. We laugh because we know what that feels like. And sometimes in a family, we wonder what's the benefit of being in this family? Let me turn and remind you of something. Employees get paid, family gets inheritance. For everybody in this room, You've been going to Cowboy Junction for a little bit. This is the place where God seems to be meeting with you at. Yes, he meets with you at home. He meets with you in your truck. But it's like here, I'm being fed. And you've just been coming for a little bit. Can I turn to you and say something I think it's time that needs to be said? This is the place that God is saying, this is your home and this is your church. And there's a lot of great churches out there, a lot of great churches, but this is my church. 
And when you finally receive it, and when you finally realize it's not accidental and you didn't stumble upon it, but this is the place that God built before you even knew it was here. And we are a family. And in this family, we love God, we love people, and there's no limits to what we can do in the kingdom of God. This is a place God made just for you. It's a place where someone right now is believing for your children and the worship team is believing that we set a, 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 an atmosphere of praise in this place when what I want you to do is don't walk in with a consumer mentality anymore. Like, okay, I'm gonna check my kids in. I'm gonna go find a seat. They're gonna sing, sing to me, sing to me, sing to me. This isn't about you anymore. This is a family of God that brothers and sisters are using their talent. And now I want you to take your worship and I want you to direct it towards God as a son and a daughter of the most high God. You are no longer a servant. You are no longer an outsider. This is your church home and it's time to start honoring your father for who he is. He is great. He is greatly to be praised. He never gave up on you. He has been with you the whole time. It's time to raise your hands to God. It's, you may want to start a little dance. This part where it's like, he, he rescued me. He rescued me. You may want to change the words and say, he's talking about me. He rescued me. Don't get too crazy, okay? This is your church. And God made this place just for you. And in this place, we honor God. We honor our amazing, generous Father. I am no longer a servant. And I don't act like a servant. I am a son a daughter. I am highly favored. I'm a king's kid. And in this family, we find a need and fill it. Where do you want us, God? Once upon a time, there was Texas Tech fans, mom and dad. Okay, I'm just gonna go here, Texas Tech fans. And mom and dad went to Texas Tech University and they fell in love. They had the same classes together and they just, they would go to the games and they would, they would stand up and go, duh, duh, tech, and, and all this crazy stuff. And, and, and it was just, it, it became this place where life began for this family to start. They were married. They soon had kids. They graduated from college and, and they, had, they had a couple kids, a boy and a girl. And, they couldn't wait to get season tickets. So they bought season tickets and they made friends with the people that sat around them at the field and everybody knew everybody. And there was mom, dad, little boy, little girl. And they remember the first time they showed up and they all stood up and and it was just this, they dreamt of this moment. They made such great friends with the people around them 
that um, it, if, if, if a couple wasn't going to be able to make them, make the, make the game, they would call and say, we're not going to have, we're not going to be there. Would you guys like our seat? That meant you got to invite your friends. So the little boy got to invite a friend. The little girl got to, begin to, uh, got, got to invite a friend. Six of them sitting there. So now they're inviting their kids' friends. And all throughout the years, the tradition, the, the kids turned into teenagers. Teenagers turned, turned into older adults, went to school there. And now, years, years, years later, they have the entire row of grandma and grandpa, kids, and grandkids. One of the fun traditions was dad always turned in the game to the four of them at the time and said, what would you like to get from the concession stand? Tell me and I'll get it. And everybody gave their order. And even when the kids got to invite their friends and there's six of them, dad courteously would ask, what would you like for me to get? And everybody would give their order. And, and some people would try to pull their money out and dad would say, no, 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 I got it. Anybody else have a dad like that? No, 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 I got it. He would come back with hot dogs and Cokes and candy bars and everybody would pass it down. But now jump forward many decades. Now you've got grandma and grandpa. You've got the son, the daughter, and the son married the, the sister's friend and the grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. Grandpa's old now. He sat through many a Texas Tech game and he gets up at halftime and he turns to grandma and he goes, sweetheart, what would you like for me to get you? And she says, sweetheart, it's the same old thing, popcorn and a Coke. And he, he goes, I'll be right back. What if the sons and the daughters and the grandkids say, hey, dad, before you go, hey, grandpa, before you go, can you get me a Coke and a candy bar? I want a hot dog. I want pickles. Can you get me a Sprite? Can you get me a, you know, grandpa's an old man now. And they're grown people still giving him this, his orders. What if grandpa turned and said, I need you and I need you to come with me. And they're shocked because this has never happened before. And he walks out in the hallway underneath the bleachers. Grandpa turns to the adults in this group and says, I love you and I always will. We've reached a point that we can't continue to do everything for you. And you are a part of this family and we love you in this family. But one of the biggest blessings that I'm about to give you is not to buy you Coke and candy bars anymore, but to give you the opportunity to experience the blessing that your mom and I have experienced by being a blessing to you guys. And it's time for you to pay for your family's Cokes and candy bars. And it's time for you to pay for your Cokes and candy bars too. And this isn't punishment. This is actually the biggest blessing you will ever experience in your entire life. The kids God puts in your life, the new family members that come along. And Cowboy Junction, can I turn to you and say, every one of us gets that story, don't we? If you've called Cowboy Junction your family for a long time now, it is time for you to find a need and fill it. It is time for you to be a blessing because he has blessed you so much. 
And we honor God by honoring him with the very best, with what he gives us, with what we can do, with our attitude of worship and praise. We're no longer consumers in this family. We are contributors. When our brothers and sisters in the Lord show up to worship and to sing songs, we don't sit there with our hands in our pockets going, how much want longer? You better get those hands out of your pockets. You better turn to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, roll your pant legs up. You may wanna unbutton a little bit. You may wanna go, God, I remember when they used to just take it all. I used to just trust everybody else for their worship. God, it's time for me to let her rip, tater chip. You hit that first chord and I'm giving you my best because they once gave their best for me. And now I'm ready to give my best for you. Cowboy Junction, welcome to the family. And for anybody, <laughs> for anybody that you got to sit in on a family meeting today. I hope this is the kind of family you'd want to be a part of. And we're so glad you're here. Next week, we're going to do something pretty cool around here. Abby, you got an idea what it might be? You, you got an idea? We're going to go retro next week. Flashback. We're going to do some old, amazing ministry tool stuff that we used to do that we've kind of put back on the shelf and it, we just don't know if it, you, you youngins, y'all may not be ready for the way you, we used to have church back in the day, okay? But back in the day, back in the day, we used to do a storytelling way of doing church explaining the gospel through this amazing, incredible, teaching, theatrical way. And next week, we're going to pull them off the shelf and do them again. Yeah. So I know you're sitting there thinking, what's wrong with these people? They're freaking out over something. Just come back next week and we'll show you. I am so proud of you. And congratulations. Really honestly, this family is gonna do some great things for God. Father, today I pray for this amazing church that is your family, the sons and daughters, no servants here. We're a part of an amazing group of people who call you Father. Father, as we close in this song, I pray that worship would erupt as we honor you. We love you, we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray.